Welcome to Season 5 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect practicing in Massachusetts. My passion is old houses, new technologies, and sustainability. Previous seasons of this podcast have featured many vendors, subcontractors, architects, designers, covering many aspects of renovations and hiring professionals to help. In this season, I'll be focusing on collecting even more renovation stories because we can all learn from each other and I just can't resist talking to people about their houses. My guest this week is Marlissa Brigitte. She's from Onset Village on the south coast of Massachusetts. And we talked about her quirky cottage and the solutions to the issues that she found there, falling in love with a place and what that means, trusting your team, and the potential stresses of a renovation. Marlissa is the publisher of South Coast Almanac, which is a lifestyle magazine about Massachusetts South Coast. So it's no wonder that she's full of interesting suggestions and observances, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Marlissa. Tell me about Onset. Oh, I love Onset. It's my special place. So it's this little, it's becoming more of a full-time community, but it's it, a lot of summer cottages are there. I spent my summers there as a kid at my grandparents' house. My mom was a teacher. My aunt was a teacher. So all my cousins and I would be down there. And so I just really think of it as my, the best of my growing up years. You know, it's, it was, yeah. I have this quote in one of my third grade journals that says, it was high tide all day. Oh, and I think that's, that's nice. sort of like, that's what onset is to me. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a village of Wareham. And that's part of the South Coast. They're not far from your place in Fairhaven. And yeah. yeah, I just love it. I went to the summers on the vineyard and I feel that way about that's kind of where I grew up because otherwise during the winters, I was all over different places, but that was mm-hmm. the constant in my life throughout mm-hmm. my life. So I have a similar feeling about that. I know how that, yeah, it is kind of a special connection to a place. Yeah. You grew up in Onset and then you decided to buy a house there. Mm-hmm. A little, a uh, little cottage, I think. Yep, little Cape style cottage, and you know we kind of had been looking for a few years, and all in onset. And then our realtor told us about this house, and I looked at it from the outside, and I was like, "All right, we'll go in." It didn't have any charm from the outside because it was like literally just, you know. Well, I'll I'll send you a picture so you can see. Yeah, it's just, I'll, I'll include the picture. Just uh, boring from Instagram. the outside. But then we walked in. Is it an old house? Oh, it's a, I love old houses. Yeah. Like the older, the yeah. better, right? It's um, probably 1900. So old enough, you know? Yeah, that's old enough. That counts. Yeah. It's old, old enough and to have stuff that needs to be fixed. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. weird stuff. So we walked in and, and like right away, I, I remember we, you know, you, there's like a little entranceway and then the living room was off to the left. We walked into the living room and we could see across the dining room and the kitchen. It had been all opened up by the people before us. And in the, like we were in five steps and I looked at Peter and he looked at me and I knew this was it, you know? Um, yeah. Which is such an interesting thing about buying a house, right? Like I think there's a real visceral response Absolutely, right away. Yeah. And so you don't necessarily see the bad stuff. And one no, of the bad... Don't. <laughs> some of the bad stuff we've fixed and some of the bad stuff we haven't. And I was saying before that I like the cosmetic stuff to fix because you can really feel like you've done something. And Peter mm-hmm. would prefer the sort of the more foundational, like literally foundational things. Um, yeah. And so one of the quirky things about this house, which I don't know if it's quirky for onset, but certainly quirky for somebody who's buying a house is 
when we went in the basement, it's just a hole in the dirt. So now is, there, is it literally dirt, like dirt walls or are there or dirt Like it's floor? not even walls, Catherine. It's like, it's just, it's, it's like if you, if you were at the beach and made a big hole and sort of it slopes down in the center, Whoa. well, the, in the center of that hole is where our hot water heater and boiler are. And so it's all wow. dirt. It's not, it's not walls. And at that area where those appliances or whatever you call them are, you can sort of stoop over and, you know, you're not totally, you might be able to stand up fully if you're my height, but if you're a little bit taller, you can't. <laughs> and you look around, you can see that the house is on cinder block. So mm. this is like literally was a cottage that someone threw up. And so and yeah. he, mm, and Peter they dug a little wants, hole for the heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see why he's a little bothered by, by that <laughs> sloping dirt. Yeah. Well, it's always something. It's always something. Mm-hmm. But but you're right. When you first walk in, you just know it's your house. And then later you kind of take full stock of all the, yeah. all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing we, we had to do is that in it, there was the back door was you go through the kitchen and then there was a back room that had the washer, dryer, sort of a pantry type room. It was just a long room that was the length of the kitchen. And it was also where the back door was. And that was literally rot rotting. It was mm. if you went there basically it was like a trampoline you know so like that was the first thing we did we had somebody come in and uh, you know basically renovate it you know like put a put a real floor on and it it was interesting because that room also had the refrigerator awkwardly in it Mm. and he was like let's bring the refrigerator back into the kitchen and let's make a little alcove for the refrigerator and that was so that was like a big like oh wow that's so much better Um, it started it started to make it like before it really seemed like a cottage cottage right like you when you have the refrigerator in a different room it's definitely a cottage (laughs) it definitely is yeah you would be surprised how many people have their refrigerator in a different room really yeah yeah I I guess I'm surprised every time I see it and people say I'm not sure this kitchen's not really working like that's because your refrigerator's at the top of the back stairs it's usually in a um in a two-family where they have it in the back the top of those stairs like that's really inconvenient yeah anyway so that's good so you redid the kitchen got it more oh no no we did it we redid the back room the kitchen had already been updated by the people who owned it before us who interestingly had only had it for two years and they had owned like a kitchen design place. So they had just oh. done the kitchen. Like it, cosmetically, the kitchen was sort of like had been done within the last yeah. year. So we just did the back hall. That was the first winter. And then the second winter, we, we wanted to deal with this having to go through the bathroom to get to the back bedroom. And Peter and I, when we bought it, we were like, oh, I guess we could make a hallway in the back of the house. So the configuration was that you, uh, you could only get to this one room through a bathroom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's not that's not recommended planning, by the way. No, Anybody no, who's out there thinking like, <laughs> what a bummer, because you could be either stuck in the back bedroom or yep. just not able to get into your room. Yep. Pretty, fre- pretty frequently. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And exactly. That happened. Actually, we had my in-laws come down that when we first bought it. And then I was in the middle of the night. I was stuck there because my my stepfather-in-law was in the bathroom and I was like, I need to get out. I want to use the other bathroom, but I can't even get out oh, to use no. it. <laughs> anyway, so after we had the, the backhaul done, our builder, our contractor had said, oh, you don't have to build a, 
a whole hallway in the back. Like you don't have to make an addition of a hallway in the back of the house, which was really great because there's no land and in onset, you're just all on top of each other. So if we were to have put a hallway in the back, I think there would have been two inches left of our property line. So it would have definitely needed a variance and yeah. it just wouldn't have been good all around. And I'm really bad at visualizing things. There was a door down to the basement and he suggested that we put the door in a different place where there's like a underneath the stairs in another part in, of the house and dig a different approach to the basement from there. Like again, dig, digging, yeah. digging, digging, but just, right. <laughs> but I said, well, why don't we, and, and his idea was where that door was going down to the, to the basement. We then make a hallway, which would connect the two bedrooms and the bathroom. So that hallway became and, and did become the, the way to get to the two bed bedrooms and the bath. And I said, well, why don't we just put a trap door? Like, well, let's forget about trying to dig our way from the, from the stairs to why don't we just put, I'm fine. I mean, it's already not a real basement. We might as well just have a trap door, which is what we did. So we just have a trap right. door in the, in the, that hallway. And it worked out really, really well. And previously the, the other bedroom that wasn't, that had a, a different access, it went straight into the dining room. So we got rid of that. He, he, nice. he put a bookshelf there and made that entrance as part of this hallway. So that was much better, much better and much easier than, (laughs) than building outside. Yeah. And just better all around. Like it was, it was just a nice. And then when he was building, he found like this little door, which I'll try to take a picture and send that to you. But like in the wall, he found a little door that tall and skinny. And he Mm -hmm. called up and said, I just found this door. You want me to make you a linen closet? And so then he made this little linen closet in the hallway out of this old door that he found in the, in the oh. walls. And I love that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, me too. He just found it buried in the wall? Yep. Yeah. It's weird what people do, isn't it? I mean, yeah. so one thing one thing I'm thinking about in this area is the the water. And I know we were talking about hurricanes before. And hurricanes, up in New England, there have been... Uh, some historic hurricanes that when I was young, the old people talked about, which I thought was ancient history, but it turns out it was only 20 years before. If I think about it, it'd be like now <laughs> back into like yeah. 2003, which is almost right. nothing. But in, when I was little, the, like Hurricane Carol or Donna right. or all these, mm-hmm. yeah, 54, that was not very, you know, that was yeah. not very long before when they were talking about it. So anyway, a lot of um, memorable hurricanes, because when we get them, it's a lot of damage, but we don't get yeah. them all that often. Right. However, with all this uh, water rising, these all these special places are going to change quite a lot with this different right. landscape. You know, mm-hmm. is that something that you're thinking about over there? I don't see people doing it except uh, um, this. We have an island in the middle of the be- between Buzzards Bay and Onset Bay, and they when they renovate houses, they are they seem to be putting them up on, up on stilts, but otherwise I don't really see it. But when you mentioned it, then I was thinking, because Peter wants to put a real basement in and I just don't want to put that investment in because I'm thinking, oh, but we're going to, at some point going to sell this to buy the uh, the place that we'll retire to, right? So I don't want to spend a, a ton of money on something that we're not going to really enjoy. Plus we're not going to enjoy it, right? It's not something you, you don't like walk into the house and think, oh, I have a real basement. It's not something you enjoy. Well, <laughs> but, I don't know. You might, I bet Peter will lie in bed at night thinking, oh, I'm so glad I have a real basement. He might, he might enjoy it. Tonight. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But then when, when you talked about stilts, I was like, oh, but stilts I could get behind because then we'd have a water view. Um, yeah. But then you mentioned 
uh, until your neighbors also have stilts. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be kind of more like, I don't know, it's just things change. And sometimes it's hard to accept change in, in your kind of special place. Yeah. You know? I mean, I will say we're far enough away from the water that I don't I don't think about it as a concern. But when we're looking at new places, we definitely look at it with an eye towards what's going to happen. Yeah. This one is like when we bought it in 2005, we just weren't thinking in that way. And it was far enough away from the water. And we were right next to the church, which is the evacuation site. So right. in our minds, we were like, this is totally fine. And we just didn't think about it that much. But now every time we kind of look at a property, we are thinking about it um, yeah. very seriously. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen that often, though. Mm-hmm. It just is on my mind. What does it mean to live in those places? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But I have a pretty active imagination anyway. So so last summer, um, as part of we have with South Coast Almanac, we have a walking book tour. And our, our book last summer was A Wind to Shake the World, which I would totally recommend. I gave my copy mm-hmm. away, but you should look for it. Okay. Because it was it was chilling because you don't we don't think of ferocious hurricanes here except for what people talk about like and it all seems like just past stories sort of like I I used to walk to school in the snow type of stories like you don't really believe it Um, but when you read this book you're like oh my god and it was all here and and they talk and they show pictures of Fairhaven and of Mm. uh, Wareham and it's just it's crazy so yeah it can happen yes if it happens though I don't think it matters if you're on stilts that so, that's are okay. Well, thanks for that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, okay. So yeah, it's just interesting. The idea of, I think people want to be near the water. Like, I think they really like some reason we're all drawn to the water and um, maybe it's because we are so much made of water. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like our homes somewhat. Right. At least that's the way I feel. And um, yeah, so, uh, but it's a little bit scary at the same yeah. time, you know? So yeah, for sure. Yeah, my my dad just wrote me an email the other day about how I should make that my specialty, um, raising houses up, like designing the underside of these of these houses. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make that my specialty, but definitely something we run into. My testimonial that it doesn't matter if you're in stilts is not going to be on your website. <laughs> if that becomes your specialty. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But um <laughs> Well, I mean, I, there's like certain, like, you know, we're saying about how there are certain houses that have been there for a hundred years or whatever. And it, a lot of these houses in this neighborhood, as you know, are really old and they have been here in all these mythical hurricanes that we grew up hearing mm-hmm. about. And there's some kind of false sense of everything's going to be fine because it's been here right. for so long. But. Right. I think you're right. I think that's my part of my problem with, with Peter. I'm always like, it's been here a hundred years. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay that you can you know, that you're on, you can't put the bowling ball on one end of the house and have it stay. But it just yeah. goes all over. Um, do you have any kind of insights or tips or anything like that about, I know you've renovated a couple other houses too. Just one other house. I, I mean, like, I think you really have to trust your builder. And I mean, I guess one of the good things is I'm not good at any of this stuff. So I'm just always like, well, what would you do? And so mm-hmm. I don't have a strong opinion about things. And mm-hmm. I think that helps. Right. It does. Yes. So that I don't drive myself crazy. Yeah. Trust your team. Like you hired them. You hired your architect. You hired your builder for a reason. And just sort of know that it's going to be rocky, like sometimes incredibly rocky, but it's all going to be good in the end. Yes. Yes. That's 
that is very good advice. The other tip I have, this is, so this was for our house that in Arlington, we had a lot, a big renovation and took over a year and we were living there at the time. So my other piece mm. of advice is don't try to live through a major renovation. So get, if you can get another place and yep. sort of a subset of that advice is during that time, I gained 15 pounds and I've never oh. lost it because you're just okay. eating takeout and true. Um, that it, and, and frozen food, like like yeah, frozen meals. Out. Yeah, the so, takeout will kill you. Just having takeout every night, you think will be fun? Not fun. Yeah, no, not fun at all. Not fun. So if you can lose 15 pounds before your renovation, <laughs> also not a good soundbite <laughs> for architects. <laughs> no one will actually ever do it. <laughs> I'll never get to it. Um, well, that is interesting advice that I have never heard before to lose 15 pounds before <laughs> you lose your kitchen. And then yes. you'll end up at the same yes. place. Yes. Yeah. That's actually good it's, advice. It's good advice. No. I mean, the other thing yep. is everybody tells you, oh, don't worry. Because when, it, when it's happening, you're just like, I just want it to be over. And then everybody will, and people say, well, would you do it again? And you say, no. And then it, as soon as it's over, you're like, oh, yeah, I would do it again. Because this is <laughs> yeah. great. Love it. Love everything about it. Yeah. So. That's the good news. Yeah. Kind of like childbirth. You just forget the pain yes. and do exactly. it again. Yes. Possibly. Yeah. Well, when what is your dream house that you think you'll you'll be looking for next time now that you've lived down here for a while? And like you said, I, I'm very much drawn to the water. So I think my dream house won't be the house we end up with because my dream house would be right on the water. And I don't think that's mm. practical. But it would be a community on the water. I actually like a close knit neighborhood. So I don't want land. Don't give me any land. I want to be able to like open my window and talk to my neighbor who's in, who's opened their window. I like that small village feel. So that's my, my dream house would probably be more in a village and it would be old and it would be already done. So I don't have to gain another 15 pounds. Well, you could spend between now and then losing it and get in preparation. <laughs> I don't know. What's, a, what's the difference? 15 pounds. Porches. Oh yeah, I, porches. I need a good porch in the front. In the front. Yes. Cause that's a really good way to keep track of who's walking by. And yes. what they're up and, to. And make friends. Yeah, of course. Make know. friends. Yep. Yeah. That's that's why I'm looking forward to some, my sidewalk garden because when you're working on your sidewalk garden, everybody stops everybody and talks stopped. to you. Yeah. 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 So that's a good thing about a garden. I mean, for me, gardens are like kind of a gift you give to the neighborhood. If you yep. if you make a nice garden that people can walk by and look at the like take photos of or just brings them joy to see the combinations or whatever. I mean, so to me, that's a big part of being part of a neighborhood. Yeah, you know? I like that. Yeah. too. So we don't have a porch, but we do have we do have those gardens. So, <laughs> yeah. So being part of a community is 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 a good way to grow old. Yeah. Not that we're old yet. I'm just saying, you know, it's right. it's it's in the on the horizon. Yeah. So yeah. we can see old. Uh, <laughs> we can see old. Well, thanks for joining me today. Always fun to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I invite you to join me over on Instagram. You can find me at Talking Home Renovations there. Other ways to get in touch are in the show notes. Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is proud to be part of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. You can check out my other show, Context and Clarity, which is for people who run a small service firm, architecture or otherwise. Check out that show and all the other shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Until next time, take it easy. <laughs>